We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 12.35, this is Oilers Now. All Rick in for Bob Stoffer. We just heard from Bob, but he's getting set to fly out to Minnesota where the Oilers will take on the Wild tomorrow night, looking to play that spoiler role. Uh, new lines at practice today for the Oilers. Connor McDavid skating with Taylor Hall and Zach Cassian. Jordan Eberle with Leon Dreisaitl and Patrick Maroon. Uh, we'll get to our headliner here, presented by ATB Financial, ATB, Alberta's Home Ice Advantage. And some guests on Oilers now receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, 99.90 Jasper Avenue. We bring aboard our Wednesday regular, Craig Simpson, who I believe is uh, fighting the cold today. How are you doing, Craig? I'm all right, Brendan. How are you doing? I'm, uh, yeah, about five days now, so hanging in there. Well, thanks for, uh, you know, battling through to join us here on the radio. I uh, really appreciate that. Uh, speaking of battling, I'm sure uh, you know where I'm heading here first, Craig, because uh, Darnell Nurse will have a hearing with the league uh, for his, uh, you know, role in that incident with uh, Roman Polak last yep. night. Um, I think a lot of other fans are excited to see some pushback. Uh, maybe not the best time or the best example of a time to, you know, have that type of pushback. Uh, it is sort of refreshing to see from the Oilers, though. Uh, where do you come out on it? Well, I don't think there's any question that uh, it, it wasn't handled well right from the get-go from the official standpoint. I, I thought from Polak's uh, position, uh, I don't think he was really that guilty in the Hendricks play. It was a you know, an unfortunate uh, play into the board that, that Hendricks had with Polak, but the Oilers ended up with the advantage there in the power play. Um, you know, I, I think it's one for Darnell that if you're trying to change the culture around this Oilers team, and I don't think there's any question that the uh, agenda or initiative is to be a tougher team to play against, be a bigger team, be a stronger team, uh, I don't think there's any question that he, he tried to send that message personally. Uh, you know, I, I think personally, uh, he stepped over the line. The officials blew the call and actually gave him a bit of a break by the two-minute roughing and the five-minute fighting. So uh, I don't think there'll be any question, given the precedent of the Max Domi one-game suspension we just saw, that I would say Darnell will get the same. But if you're going to make a statement, it's a young kid that understands at least if he's going to be an impactful player with this Edmonton Oilers team, he knows he's got to play tough. And I think that's a sign that at least it's a player that realizes you know, what he has to establish and how he has to play to be uh, a contributor to this new team that they're trying to build here. And you know, there's no question the timing wasn't great. A 3 nothing lead, the game's basically over. He definitely stepped over the line, but it's one that uh, you know you can live with, and it's something that this team hasn't had for for many a year. Well, we're getting people texting in saying, "Oh, Nurse better be ready for some payback." I don't think uh, Nurse is too concerned about that because he's tough yeah. as nails. It's... You know what, though, Brennan, it's a that's a good point because more so than playing the San Jose Sharks, and you know the next time you'll see guys will. You know, Roman Polak is a veteran guy that just puts his head down and works hard. He's a really good teammate. Yeah. So that'll be something that will, you know, definitely enrage other guys on the San Jose Sharks. But I, I think without question, 
it puts Darnell in a different type of uh, position with other teams because the the league is small. The guys understand and see what happens, and you know that's part of again trying to be put your identity on what you're going to be as a player. And as I said, I, I don't think there's any question it was you know a little ill-timed and stepped over the line. But if Darnell is going to play that game, he he understands that and. If you're going to be that type of player, he understands that now you're going to have every team going, you know, you better be answer, be able to answer the bell. And so I, I think he's a smart enough kid that understands those kind of actions create a bit of a reputation. If you can back that reputation up, then teams will play you a little differently, and, and hopefully he can garner a bit of an edge from it. Yeah, well, I think he can back it up, so that's why I'm okay with it. And, you know, it, it's – I think it's okay with the, the guys in the room too. They they would love to defend a guy like like Nurse if that ever happened again, or say next time against the Sharks someone comes after Nurse. But they have Maroon now. They still have Gazdick. They have Party Cracknell. They're they're getting tougher, and I think that's exactly the kind of message that Nurse, or maybe not just Nurse, but you know the GM and head coach have been trying to to send. Maybe not attack a guy like that, but overall it starts to spread, and we're starting to see this team slowly develop into what Peter Shrelly wants? Well, I, I, yeah, I, and I think it still is going to take a little time. Uh, I, I think even just the the waiver pickups and the small deals at the trade deadline, I think maybe some other fans were a little disappointed that there wasn't more action or a bigger deal at the deadline. But realistically, given where this team was and the players you know that were available. Um, I wasn't surprised that there wasn't any more of a big, uh, big time deal. But I like the fact that Todd McClellan stood up and publicly, for maybe the first time in in the way that he did it, basically called out the players. And I think you know you've been listening to this show with Bob and I for the last three or four years. And I think one of the things that's been my biggest frustration is you know, the the accountability of players and. You always talk about understanding what you have to do to stay in the lineup and be in the lineup and be a contributor. And, you know, I I felt that it was the right time for McClellan to say, you know, we've got five different coaches in here that have all tried to do what I'm doing here and change the way you play. You know, maybe it is you guys that are the issue. And I fully agree, Brennan, it's time to make some wholesale changes. So even those little moves at the deal, at the trade deadline, um, send the message that those changes are going to happen. And hopefully, it, you know, it maybe snaps some guys to attention and realize things are going to be different. You might find yourself either out of a job or in another location if you don't change. And, you know, I don't think it's been, you know, the perfect scenario where the play of the team has, has risen to a level that, you know, makes Todd feel that the mission accomplished. Last night was a bit of a setback for that, but... I don't think there's any question of what the message from the general manager and the head coach is at this time. Uh, what do you make of the Patrick Maroon edition so far, Craig? I know he's uh, he's had these hot spurts before offensively. Uh, yeah. I have to say, though, it's hard not to be impressed with what he's done here so far in Edmonton. Well, I think there, uh, I said last week, I was I was impressed with, you know, a guy who just got traded from a team that is playing the best in the National Hockey League and, and going to be a playoff team in Anaheim to, to coming to a team like Edmonton. I, I was at least impressed with his attitude towards the trade, his understanding of the opportunity. I think taking a little bit of accountability of why he got traded, and that was because of his inconsistency. And 
Um, you know, I think that's part of the the development of those young players is saying, take some responsibility for why, you know, a big guy like you who has had a little bit of success in Anaheim would get traded in a move like that. And it's because he knew that he had let him down and hadn't played his best and that had some struggles. So uh, I think part one is that he said all the right things. He had a really good attitude coming in. Part two, I think he understands that, this team is trying to get bigger, trying to get tougher. So if, if I look at those signals as a young player coming in for a second chance and a second opportunity, you better know how you have to play. And, you know, to his credit here early on, at least he, I, I think he's, he's done that well, and hopefully that continues through. Craig Simpson, NHL Hockey on Rogers, joining us here on Oilers Now. Uh, new lines for uh, the Oilers at practice today. We saw a shuffle to start the third period last night. Uh, the Oilers really struggled to score goals. Uh, I don't think there's any denying that, despite all the offensive talent. Um, and things have sort of dried up, I guess, the last couple of games with McDavid and Eberle. So they go back to McDavid and Hall here. Uh, they started the season together, didn't last long. Um, of course, they both like to have the puck through neutral ice. They're both uh, fast skaters, and they want the puck on their stick. But uh, for now, it seems that McClellan's going back to uh, that combo with Cassian on that line as well. Do you see uh, them being able to figure it out together and maybe being a long-term fit together? Well, you, you never know. And what you hope for as a, as a coach is that, you know, the players dictate what the lines are going to look like by themselves. And, you, you know, you put a match together, a group together, and you hope that they want nothing more than to make it work and so that they continue to play at a real high level all the way through. And I, I think the, the biggest issue with this team, as we've talked so often, Brendan, is, is that consistency. And, you know, they are a team that has a hard time even enjoying success because you start scoring for a few games and I, I think you get away from the things that gave you the success. And if I hear one more time, even on a broadcast, this, extremely talented group you know I, I i think i've had enough because let's face it this is this is a 28th uh, team they they have not been the most explosive offensive team and i think the sooner that they realize the way that they're going to have success offensively is to play a 200 foot game and to start winning some of those one-on-one -on -one battles i i thought louis debrusque last night in between periods showed great examples of you know, losing all the little battles along the boards inside the zone and not being prepared to win those. And I would say from your offense, you know, being clean in your own zone and winning some of those battles to back the D off from pinching in is what gives you the offense at the other end. And the sooner this team gets away from the notion that they are a skilled team and that they can just go out there and score, the more successful they'll be. And I, I've listened to Todd in the way that he's talked. It's, I think he's fed up with that idea as well. The, the, the offense is going to come from being hard on the puck and attacking at the right time in coordinated fashion, winning some stick battles. And, you know, I think those are the things that when this team or when one line has a little bit of success, they go far away from that thinking that it's going to be easy, and that's when things fall apart. So uh, I think for Todd, it's probably the right time to make another switch and see if he can – get a little chemistry and magic back. But to me, that would be the most frustrating about, you know, the ups and downs of this team offensively. 
Yeah, and I think that's why we're seeing Cassian Maroon in the top six over, say, Anil Yakupov. Um, the other interesting wrinkle will be when Ryan Nugent Hopkins comes back, uh, likely on Saturday. We we watched uh, San Jose last night. They have the three the three centers uh, that are you know they could stack the two lines, but they go with the three centers with Marlowe, uh, Thornton, and Couture. Um, do you see maybe the Oilers trying that as well with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, or would you uh, think they're better served moving Nuge into the top six and maybe playing Nuge or Drysaddle on the wing? Well, I think if if you were going to put one guy on the wing, it would probably be Leon more than Nugent Hopkins. I, I just think for the the size matter and the fact that he's had some success playing there, you know, I I don't think or I know in in San Jose in that example, you know, they've gone back and forth and. Yeah. I, uh, again, that's what you see. It might depend on the matchup. It might depend on your opponent. Uh, you know, if I go against a team like Edmonton and I can have three lines going and have three deep, I, I feel I probably would have an advantage. So um, I, I think early on you you probably want to give Nugent Hopkins an opportunity to play back at center and to get his feet wet and get an opportunity to, to get back in and see what, what this team can look like with, with three good centermen. So um, my guess is that if you want to get a sense of what this team could be, that's probably on a short-term uh, uh, option. You know, see what it does look like with three lines offensively. And do you have enough scoring from the wings down below to create three good scoring lines? And, and you know, at this point, this is all about looking towards next year, looking towards who's going to be out of here and who's going to be staying in. So, uh, I think you'll see a lot of different combinations down the stretch if he does come back. Just quickly before we let you go, Craig, because I know you're battling that cold, um, the Oilers in Minnesota tomorrow trying to play that spoiler role. Minnesota, basically, almost all these games are must-win with Colorado. Uh, who yep. do you who do you like between those two? And uh, I guess, well, I don't know if you want to make a prediction, but it should be a battle till the very end in terms of those two teams in that final wild-card spot. Yeah, without question. And I, I think it's going to come down to you know, that head-to-head matchup. I, I've, I've done a couple of the Colorado games in the last little while, and I, I think if I were to pick one over the other, I would pick the Avalanche. I, I just think that they've got the ability to, to score big goals when they need it. Uh, if Varlamov can play at a high level, uh, I've, I've seen some of the goals that Devin Dubnik's been letting in lately and some of the breakdowns that Minnesota's had, and you know, those are ones that they probably can't score their way out of problems as as much as the opportunity uh, exists for Colorado. So I think it is going to be one of those that, you know, might come down to a one head-to-head matchup down the stretch. But if I were to pick one out of those two, I, I think I'd pick Colorado over Minnesota. Craig, thanks for your time. Uh, we'll let you get back to uh, recovering. All right, Brennan, thanks a lot. Sorry for the bad voice. You still sounded good. That's Craig Simpson, NHL Hockey on Rogers. Joins us every Wednesday here on Oilers. Now, a ton of text messages to get to. We will open up the phone lines at 105. I know people are just itching to have their say on this Darnell Nurse situation. Um, We can also talk about the line combinations as well. Uh, I know there will be people out there saying, why isn't Yakupov in the top six? Uh, Hall with McDavid and Cassian at practice today. Uh, the second line, Everly, Drysettle, and Patrick Maroon and Yakupov out of the top six on the third line. You can hit on those combinations. Where would you put Nuge when he comes back? Uh, lots to get after here on Oilers now. It's 12.51. We'll take a timeout.
Play the Diamond Millions Progressive. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.54 in Edmonton. Oilers now on 6.30. Chad, all right in for Bob Stoffer. We will uh, get interactive here on Oilers now. Your text, tweets, emails, phone calls, 780-496-0063. If you want to chime in on Darnell Nurse, where would you play uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins when he returns to the lineup? What do you make of the Lions in practice today? Uh, we'll get to a quick call here before the news, but first, looking for a great last-minute vacation, join New West Travel April 7th for an incredible fun in the sun holiday to Cuba. You'll fly transit holidays and stay at the all-inclusive four-and-a-half-star Warwick K.O. Santa Maria Resort, which includes all of your meals, drinks, and special entertainment every night, including musicians. Uh, plus parking at Edmonton Airport's Value Park. Join New West Travel in Cayo Santo Maria. Maria, rather. Tons of fun for just $1,189. Call New West Travel in Edmonton or online at newwesttravel.com. A quick uh, tweet from the Don here saying, I was okay with Nurse going after Pollock. Go to YouTube and watch Pollock's right skate. It's an old trick. <laughs> Didn't notice that. I guess I'll have to take a look. I'm surprised the Don's just saying he's okay. I'm surprised the Don's not saying we need more of that. That's exactly what I've been saying for the last three years here on Oilers Now. The Don has been satisfied. Yes. His thirst has been quenched. <laughs> he wants more of that. Yes. I, I would I would guess so, judging by the tone of uh, the Don over the last few years. Uh, let's go to Chris from Phoenix on line one here. Chris, how you doing? Hey, good. Uh, I just, uh, before I comment on uh, the nurse, uh, when uh, Nuge comes back, none of the three centers is gonna, should be on the third line. They're, uh, all three of them are too good to be on the third line. Uh, we need to put two of the, the centers uh, on one line. Uh, there was talk about uh, Dreisaitl trying to, to play one of the winger positions. I have no problem with that. Uh, as far as uh, Nurse, uh, I commend Nurse. This kid, this, everything this kid does since he's come up here, I have loved. Uh, he's He's got the grit, not afraid to back, to, to back up uh, – you know his uh, his hits or his talk, and for how long have, have us Oilers fans and we're fickle, we're, honestly? How long have we been complaining about uh, players not standing up for one another and this and that? And it's, it's a guy that said that this was almost like a Bertuzzi the incident. It's not even close to being a Bertuzzi incident. Bertuzzi skated up and sucker punched the guy in the back of the head. Uh, Nurse, uh, you know, he stood up for Hendricks. Well, maybe he maybe it was uh, uncalled for because he he thought it wasn't a uh, he thought it was a dirty hit. But look, um, uh, three months ago we saw McDavid go down where he went into the boards, uh, and we had people calling in saying that somebody should have stood up and, and pummeled uh, the the, the flyer defenseman. I have no problem with us setting this precedence to where teams come in or we go into their barn and they and they, they stop and think and look. Uh, we better think twice before we take a run out of any of the Oilers players because we're going to have players that come after us. And I have no problem with that. It's hockey, guys. It's a tough sport. People enter this, the, the NHL, pro hockey, whatever, knowing that they're, they're probably going to have to answer the bell. And you know what? I hope that Pollock uh, Pollock wants to answer the bell in a few weeks or whatever when, when, when Nurse plays them again. And I'm pretty sure that Nurse is going to pump them again. So that's all I have. And let's go Oilers. And good job, Nurse. Love the fire. That's Chris from Phoenix. Uh, 
Dropping the puck here on Weathers Now. We'll take more phone calls after the news. Uh, a lot of uh, text messages to get to. I'll say this, Ziggy Palfy does not agree with uh, what Chris has been saying, what I've been saying on the show. Uh, Ziggy Palfy says, let's not pretend Nurse didn't get Polak at the end of his shift and start throwing punches before squaring up. It was a cowardly play. And the rest of the league saw it and will remember it. Nurse gained respect for dancing with Lucic, but lost it after breaking the code. Ziggy Poffy from Kelowna. Well, I think, uh, you know, other people noticed what Nurse did. And, uh, yeah, he'll have to respond at times. I don't think Nurse is scared, though. I don't think he is afraid. You mentioned Lucic. If he's willing to fight Lucic at the age of 21, I think he's uh, almost willing to fight anyone. So I don't think a team's going to jump nurse, and it's not like that in hockey anymore. I know, I guess, last night maybe was a flash to the past, but uh, nurse maybe has to answer the bell against San Jose next time he plays. That's fine. If he takes a cheap shot, the Oilers right now have the horses to, to counter back. So it is what it is. Um, I think the Oilers are okay with playing that game now. I think they still need to add a few more pieces as well. Once Scribe was back next season, they re-signed Grabby as UFA, but that's a guy I think the others would want to bring back. They have Nurse, Maroon now, and I think Shirelli will, will try to get another big player to play in the top six. We're seeing them, the impact that Maroon is having right now. Add another guy like that, then uh, that's what Shirelli wants to see his team play, play like. So... Not worried about the retribution factor that Nurse is going to have to face around the league. I, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves if we're thinking that every team is going to come after Nurse now because of that incident. We're off to the news with Eileen Bell. When we come back, your phone calls and weather's